This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Dave Anthony. Today we revisit what some people called Russiagate. The FBI's investigation into then-candidate Donald Trump's campaign in 2016, which ultimately led to special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation looking into possible collusion with Russia, a probe that ultimately fell well short of what Democrats hoped. The other day, the special counsel appointed during the Trump administration to investigate the investigation put out his report. And John Durham concluded the FBI should never have launched the Trump probe, calling it seriously flawed that the FBI lacked analytical rigor, weeding out politically motivated evidence linked to Hillary Clinton's supporters and campaign, prompting former President Trump and many Republicans to call for the FBI to pay a heavy price or face consequences. Though the Bureau says it already has implemented dozens of corrections after an inspector general's report a while back had concluded the FBI violated policies and misled a judge in getting surveillance warrants to spy on a former Trump campaign advisor in 2016 named Carter Page. Well, anyway, Democrats called the new report a dud, with ex-deputy FBI Director Andy McCabe saying that Durham was doing a political errand for Trump. And he defended the work at the time, saying the FBI did have a solid basis for opening the initial 2016 investigation called Crossfire Hurricane. All right. I have to stop there. Just too many layers to all this. I could go on forever. Now, we should get to what you are about to hear. And that is an analysis of how the press covered the Durham report. From Howie Kurtz, host of the Media Buzz Fox News show. Now, Howie also discusses the coverage of the House Republicans' investigation that's still ongoing into President Biden and his family's business dealings and the news conference that Republicans recently had with the evidence, they say, from bank records and a lot of other sources. Obviously, a lot to talk about with Howie. We could not fit all of it into our rundown podcast the other day. Well, now we post the entire conversation. We do it twice every weekend, so please come back for more. And now Howie Kurtz on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Joining us again on the Fox News Rundown is Howie Kurtz. You can watch him with Media Buzz on the Fox News Channel Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. You can also hear him on his Media Buzz Meter podcast. And we have a lot to get into today. In fact, I think the last time we spoke to you, Howie was related to the Trump-Russia investigation and the analysis of how the media covered it. Now... We get the special counsel Durham report, 300 pages, 
concluding that the entire Trump-Russia investigation that was opened by the FBI in 2016 should not have been launched. And there's a lot of different things alleged there, including political bias and a lack of of uh, analytical rigor, I think is what he called uh, uh, in the report, the investigation and the FBI in this case. So now I ask you, how do you think the media is handling the Durham report? Well, first, this is the gift that keeps on giving, or maybe it's going to be like uh, the Alger Hiss <laughs> battle. It will never end. And just for me, and I'm sure for lots of other people who at least follow this somewhat, it's like a sense of deja vu being plunged back several years when every, almost every night, every day, this was being debated on television and you had the two sides. As far as the way the Durham Report is being covered now, it's like a parallel universe. You have Trump allies saying, finally, four-year investigation vindicates Trump. This FBI probe was a sham, never should have happened, political bias and all that. And then you have much of the mainstream media, which, of course, are invested in a very different take on this uh, because of all their coverage of this, what was called the crossfire hurricane investigation by the FBI, saying, I saw an MSNBC headline, it's a dud, there's nothing new here. We knew most of this, uh, and it, it four years and six and a half million dollars, and nobody went to jail. And um, basically, saying these are John Durham's opinions, but he doesn't have much new to back it up. Okay, so let's let's go through that part of it, and the Durham report not being anything new. Do you agree with that assessment? I mean, did he really break any ground? He didn't really break much new ground, and I'll tell you why, based on you know somebody's been following it. Although you know, I used to have all these names memorized: Carter Page, George Papadopoulos. But now I have to stop and yeah, it's a refresher course we need on this again. Oh yeah, I mean, even these bit players became household names for a little while, but this is that is years ago. And people forget George Papadopoulos is really the genesis of this because his conversation (laughs) with the Australian diplomat starts the FBI going in July 2016. Yes, and then the Steele dossier comes in the fall. Yes, and I just I had erased that from my hard drive. I have to deal with other (laughs) investigations now. But in any event. There was a report, I believe, last year by a Senate committee chaired by Republican Marco Rubio, which had some criticisms of the way the FBI conducted itself. It basically said this investigation was worth launching. And back in 2019, there was a um, somewhat more critical Justice Department IG's report that also but also said there was no intentional wrongdoing and had a lot of the same information. So if you're, you know, one of the thousand people that follows this really closely, you would say not much new information. And it is true that the, you know, there were two um, acquittals and one guilty plea didn't result in any jail time. But, you know, it was so it's not the crime of the century, as Donald Trump is saying today. And as he predicted when his then Attorney General William Barr appointed John Durham, uh, I guess, almost four years ago to the day. But, you know, I think in a way it's a win for Trump because most people are just seeing the headline. They're not delving into the Papadopoulos level and they see, you know, report vindicates Trump. And it is also true, whatever the pluses and minuses of the Bob Mueller investigation, which is what was, you know, this is basically investigating the investigators, as you know. Right. um, That. 
although there were indictments against a number of prominent people, including Paul Manafort, uh, Mueller was never able to prove collusion between Donald Trump and the Russians. So, you know, both sides have a point. But what's fascinating to me is how very quickly they each went to their opposite corners. Yeah, it is always the way in this uh, five, six years, seven years now that we've been dealing with mm-hmm. this. You mentioned Paul Manafort, the at, 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 you know, once the Trump campaign manager in 2016. What they went after him for and what he was convicted of was not related to the Trump-Russia investigation. It was dealing with his own personal dealings with Ukraine and officials there prior to the 2016 campaign, which made it even more frustrating because they got convictions, but not really related to the probe into Trump. Yeah, and then then there were all these pardons uh, as before Donald Trump left office. But there was information that came out, even though it didn't lead to a criminal charge, that Manafort was giving internal polling information and so forth to the Russians. I'm just trying to say... I don't believe the stuff was made up. I do believe, even though the investigation started before this, since you remember all this stuff better than I do, I'll, uh, I know you know this. <laughs> I don't know um, about that. <laughs> I know you know this, but um, the utterly discredited Steele dossier assembled by former British spy Christopher Steele, um, the fact that the media gave that so much play is, is embarrassing in retrospect because it was just garbage. It was just sold third-hand stuff. But it didn't get to the FBI investigators until after they had opened this probe. Yeah. And the, the, that is what a lot of Republicans focus on and have focused on is that misconduct within the FBI using the Steele dossier and even in the IG Horowitz report that came out in 2019, looking and and misusing it and, and getting these... Uh, wiretaps on Carter Page, who we already referenced as a you know one-time Trump uh, campaign official, and they were trying to find any dirt and anything related. They thought he had ties to Russia. He was never charged. Nothing came out of it. But the misconduct of the FBI giving bad information to the court that got the warrants to do the wiretapping, that mm-hmm. is what a lot of people think leads to that bias that was implicit in the FBI going after Trump. There is no question there was some bias. We have known that for years. I mean, you had uh, Peter Strzok, whose girlfriend, uh, Lisa Page, was also an FBI agent there texting back and forth. And the lovebirds. Donald Trump can never become president. Yeah, he would call them, the, he always called them at those rallies, the lovebirds. Yeah, right, he did indeed. Um, but the FBI put out a statement uh, either last night or today saying that um, in, the res- in response to the um, events of 2016 and 2017, we've made many, many, many changes and reforms. So it's basically like this is old news and we've cleaned up our act. Uh, Donald Trump, of course, goes on True Social and says, wow, this is an investigation that never should have happened. And keep in mind, how can any of us forget, that he is by far the leading candidate for the Republican nomination next year, uh, assuming that he probably is the nominee Whenever this comes up, if it comes up in a debate or if it comes up in any other forum, he can just say, well, John Durham investigated it and he found the probe was politically motivated. It's tricky dealing with any kind of Trump news. The media, I mean, when you bring up former President Trump, there's a lot of angles and a lot of people and immediately anyone watching is going to accuse the mainstream media, if they're if they're Republicans, of being against mm-hmm. Trump as they report a story about him being charged or indicted or this or that. 
And then he goes on CNN and there's a town hall and CNN gets, you know, drilled by people on the left. Why would you give him such a forum? I mean, it's eviscerated. He, he is he is he is really hard to cover in the news now. Well, I've known Donald Trump since 1987, and I saw the way he operated in New York, where he always generated stories for the tabloids that sort of made him look good, or he'd pick fights or whatever. And if he has, you know, he has obviously many flaws, and we can't forget uh, the so-called rigged election in January 6th and all, and all of that. But if there's one thing that even his fiercest detractors would have to acknowledge is he knows how to drive the news cycle. He knows how to set the agenda, even if it's bad news for him. Remember, this is a guy who was indicted uh, by the Manhattan DA's office, and his poll numbers went up. I mean, for anybody else, they'd be toast. Same he, thing with the being held liable in the E. Jean right. Carroll civil lawsuit, sexual assault, defamation. It seems to roll off him. So he knows how to sort of work the media, uh, which puts extra pressure right now on the media because those, look, the CNN town hall was an absolute train wreck and it was packed with Trump supporters who were hooting and hollering and so forth. But those who said, both before and even after, that CNN shouldn't put him on because he's a destroyer of democracy and so forth. I'm sorry, that is not journalism. That is crazy. Maybe they should have done it differently. Yeah, I could give you 10 suggestions. But at the same time, um, he's a leading Republican candidate. And what are you going to do? Not cover him for a year and a half? What would that make people think about media fairness? Yeah, so how do and how should the media handle him as we get closer I mean, we have debates that will be coming up, and, and presumably if he wins primaries and becomes the nominee, I mean, how do you handle he's a presidential candidate? you got to aggressively cover what he says. you got aggress- aggressively fact-check him. It's hard to do in real time. Caitlin Collins did her best. Um, but, you know, there's, there's large elements of the media now that decided years ago that Donald Trump is a despicable figure and they just can't stand him personally and also think it would be a disaster would he, were he to return to the White House, which is not an impossibility. It used to be conventional wisdom, oh, I don't know, three, four weeks ago, oh, Donald Trump can't win a general election, you know, he's turned off too many uh, voters to do that. But now with Joe Biden, 80, 82 almost before the election, 86, the end of the second term. Um, some Democrats are having to come to grips with the possibility that Trump actually could win. So that puts a lot of pressure on the media. I think we have to, at least those who are not, uh, you know, never Trumpers forever, um, get back to basics, cover what he says, fact check it, and do the same for President Biden, uh, who a lot of people think gets an easy ride from the mainstream press. When we go forward, Republicans want to talk to John Durham, have hearings and and go through this. At this point, how much interest do you think the American public has in rehashing this again? Well, rehashing is the key word. I don't think this really moves the needle much at all. Like I said, it's a win for Trump because he can just, you know, give the headline, which is special counsel Durham says the FBI investigation has never been started. But even when it was going on, I think it, it's, it's such a complicated story. There's so many players. I think it was hard for a lot of average Americans to follow, talking about people who you know, have to get their kids from school and, and work for a living and are not you know, checking Twitter every 10 minutes the way the journalistic and media uh, and political operators are. So I think for the average person, they see the headline, it's a couple-day story, and they go back to worrying about inflation, uh, the border, even though things seem to have calmed down there for a few days, it's still a mess. 
and other issues that seem more uh, relevant to their daily lives than rehashing, to use your word, a five, six-year-old scandal. How deep a wound did this investigation, the way the media covered it, winning awards, Mm -hmm. how much and how deep a wound for the media and for journalism did this cause for a big segment of the population, maybe half of it, on the right, who thought that they were, you know, who can't stand the press. It may not have liked it before, but now they're just, they, they can't stand it and will only watch and listen to the media they prefer. Yeah, well, I think that, that whole thing where we're all in silos and tuning into the people who only agree with us is actually a larger uh, problem. But it's a pretty deep wound, and here's why. Whether you agree or disagree with her, or whether you think the investigation should have been done or not, the way that the media for a couple of years overplayed and overhyped and over-sensationalized the Mueller investigation, only to have it come up somewhat empty-handed, but I always like to point out that, yes, you know, there were a number of indictments and revelations. Uh, in retrospect, it's embarrassing. And I was embarrassed at the time because you know, every little development, you know, some nugget that the New York Times or the Washington Post would dig up, they would time it for around 4 o'clock, maybe 6 o'clock, and it would be breaking news on MSNBC, maybe on CNN. Uh, and it would just be some sort of incremental development that if you weren't following, it wouldn't even make sense. So I think the obsession with that investigation and the obsession with being negative toward Trump uh, did a lot to erode the media's credibility. And I don't think we've recovered from it. You mentioned Biden investigation. That's ongoing. House Republicans going after the Biden family, trying to make connections to then Vice President Biden for business dealings and all that. That didn't get a lot of network TV coverage. I don't think it got any coverage when Republicans came out and did their press conference and they uh, alleged all this uh, money and ties and that there's more to come. Is that going to change or is that the way it's going to be in your view? It will change if and when the Republicans come up with some concrete evidence. I mean, even people like Fox's Steve Ducey have called out some of these Republican uh, lawmakers who go on TV and say Biden crime family. Yes, it seems like I mean, everybody knows that Hunter Biden, by virtue of his last name, was raking in lots of money around uh, the world. That is, uh, at the least, unethical. There's also, of course, a separate investigation of him uh, on tax and other issues that's supposed to be coming to a head soon. But nobody, including the Republicans, has been able to say exactly where the money came from or what Joe Biden had to do with it. Did he get any money? Did he do anything when he was vice president or, or afterwards to help his son Hunter and other relatives rake it in? When I see that, I'm going to cover the hell out of it. But it is right now, I don't think the Republicans have the goods. That could change. And that, if it does change, uh, would obviously be quite a bombshell in the middle of this campaign. Yeah, I mean, Fox airs the news conference live. Other networks do not. It's not much in, as I mentioned, the network TV, the Times or whatever. They just say that Republicans fail to link President mm -hmm. Biden to this kind of stuff. Um, is the, So they're not going to care. Until there is that link, is that what you're saying? And you and you as well? Look, if there is some link to Biden as VP or afterwards, anything that he might have done to help his son make this money, which he's always denied, um, I don't think the media will be able to ignore it. I think it will be uh, like a neutron bomb going off. But this has been under investigation for quite some time. 
they don't seem to have anything, but I'm not predicting it, it could change. And I think, you know, whatever biases the media have there, you know, they're not going to ignore solid evidence against the president of the United States that uh, he did something that he vehemently insists that he did not do. Howie Kurtz, you can watch him on Media Buzz on the Fox News Channel, 11 a.m. Sunday mornings. You can also hear him on the Media Buzz Meter podcast. Always good to talk to you, Howie. Thank you. Same here. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, Howie. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. I'm Emily Campagno, and this is the Fox True Crime Podcast, bringing you closer to the story than you ever thought possible. Subscribe at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. These are the stories that keep you up at night.